Assalamu alaikum everyone, welcome to episode 11 of Millionaire Muslim. Today we've got a really, really inspiring interview with uh, an entrepreneur couple called Hajra and Umer. Now they run a really successful uh, Amazon business and they explain in this podcast how they now only spend about 30 minutes to an hour on their business. They talk about how they built it up, the mistakes they've made, tips on how you can get started on finding your Amazon niche and so much more. It really is just such an awesome interview and Hadra Numer, I'm sure you guys will be listening to this. We pray for your continued success inshallah. It's so inspiring to hear about you guys and if you've ever thought about starting a side hustle or even about trying to quit your job full stop um, and doing an Amazon business or something similar, you're really going to need to listen to this episode. It's absolutely brilliant, really, really insightful. So we're going to dive right into it straight after the intro. Welcome to the Millionaire Muslim Podcast by IslamicFinanceGuru.com, where we talk halal investing, finance, entrepreneurship, and getting ahead in life. We're your hosts, Mohsin Patel and Ibrahim Khan. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Millionaire Muslim Podcast. Uh, inshallah, today we're going to be carrying out our first interview. And uh, true to form, we are um, going to be using nepotism. Um, so I'm going to be interviewing my sister and my brother-in-law, Hajar and Umer, who have, um, mashallah, been doing very well on Amazon uh, lately. Um, and uh, this is, uh, you know, pretty much a... A side hustle for them i mean i'm not going to to be honest i'm not going to be talking too much about uh them because they're here so why, why not let's turn to them and find out um exactly um how they got into it and um how we can learn from them inshallah as well so uh hajra and umair welcome to um millionaire muslim um how's it going assalamu alaikum wa alaikum how's life yeah, alhamdulillah, it's good. Um, are, you, are you millionaires yet? To this uh, podcast, actually. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great thing you've been uh, doing, and I think it's it's a great idea to bring Muslims together on a platform uh, to benefit other people and, and even non-Muslims as well. Excellent. Um, that's uh, it's always good to hear, um, and I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's launch into it then. Um, so you guys have been doing Amazon for how long? How long? Three years? Two years? Yeah, I think we. Um, so we started um, after I finished university, which was around two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. So it's sort of um, yeah. So it's been about it's like two two years now. Okay, and uh, what did you do at university? Uh, I did theology and religious studies at university. So this is something completely different. Um, I was taking a gap year and um, uh, Umar introduced me to it because um, a family member had bought the course, um, you know, how, how you sell on Amazon. And he was like, in your, um, got time right now, so let's see what you, we can do with it. So it appealed to me because there was a structure that I could follow. Um, yeah. And I just started and you you watch a video and then you do, you do an, a piece of action following it. So it was. I felt like it was quite easy initially as it began. Yeah, and um, and what um, what led you? Uh, so Omer, you you. It sounds like you got harder into it. Um, what what do you do um, for a living? Is this like a full time thing for you at this stage, or or not? 
So uh, currently I'm um, uh, an NHS doctor in training and um, uh, I'm doing a full-time uh, PhD. Um, uh, so this is something I, uh, I've always been interested in um, uh, business and uh, had previous businesses as well. Um, uh, Which we did together. Yes, so uh, uh, Design Mulby. Um, and uh, so this, this, this is a new business idea which I came across through our brother-in-law um, uh, who had bought a course on, on this uh, Amazon thing and told us a bit about it and I, I was intrigued and interested. And um, Hadra at the time had finished her university and I thought, you know, why not? Why don't you set up a business and just follow this course and, and see, you know, where you get up to? Um, and so that's, that's, that's how sort of uh, she sort of took it forward. And how much did this course cost? So this course, um, I believe, costed around uh, $5,000. Um, wow. And I think this is probably top end of how much these courses cost. There are a lot of courses out there. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, I think this was one of the, uh, uh, the, the top courses. And, and so I think my brother-in-law did pay around that much for this course. Wow. Okay. And... Uh... And presumably, you you think now looking back, it was worth the money. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it was definitely worth the money, and especially um, the videos and the help that you get from it, um, and their personal experiences is very very useful. Um, yeah, it was. I, I think I think this is this is um, the 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 beauty of courses um, where you you can learn things on your own, and if you haven't got that much money, then I would certainly recommend. Yeah. you um, go for the free options. Um, uh, however, if you do have the money, then you can buy a structured course and it does uh, save you a lot of heartache and, and time um, because you're just following a course step by step. Um, and and, and uh, I mean, I, uh, not, not a plug for you, Ibrahim, but I know you, you're doing a course and courses like your, yours um, are very helpful because you can read about shares and how to invest them separately. Uh, and, and, and just learn over time, but you make a lot of mistakes on, on, on the way, but learning from someone who's already done it and um, yeah. to uh, sort of learn it in a, in, in a systematic way gets you to success quicker. Obviously there's risks always involved, but the, yeah. the amount of success is higher. No, I, I get that. That's very interesting because uh, obviously I'm in, I'm just starting out my journey in the course space. Um, and um, obviously the first course we did was quite cheap. I think we priced it at 25, 30 pounds. Um, and now we're working on our second course, which will be uh, a bit pricier, uh, but a bit more, you know, a premium content. Um, and I was almost thinking, you know, $5,000 for a course is a lot of money. But then at the same time, um, you know, if you guys went back, I'm sure it sounds like you'd say that, you know, if, if uh, you knew where you'd end up, then you would buy that course um, without any problems at that time as well, again. Yeah, 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 we definitely would. Um, but there is, um, there are also, um, I just want to highlight this as well, there are also other options to begin on Amazon because for someone like, so at that time, maybe two, two years back, um, I think without knowing the potential of Amazon, um, I may have hesitated quite significantly on spending this much money um, on a course. So I want to say for everyone else, if you know, if you can't afford this, don't let it stop you from trying Amazon because there are, like I know one of my friends, she's launched a product. Um, she did it all through um, YouTube videos. Wow. She didn't 
get any, um, she only bought a software to help her find a product and do research on Amazon. But she, apart from that, she did it all free. And then she obviously used, um, she used to call me quite regularly as, as well. Okay, so let's, um, uh, do you happen to know the name of that course? Um, just because, you know, our audience members would be listening to us talking about this course, but uh, maybe I think good for them to know which one it is yeah. as well. Yeah, it's called um, Amazing Selling Machine, ASM. ASM, Amazing and Selling Machine. Yeah, they launch new updated versions quite regularly as well for their members. Brilliant. Okay, well, uh, I'll I'll try and find a link and uh, share it in the in the um, uh, the podcast notes afterwards. Um, and um, just just to sort of step back, then um, obviously I know you guys because you're my sister and brother-in-law. Um, so Aja is a stay-at-home mom and uh, Umair is a full-time doctor and yet at the same time they're now uh, you know alhamdulillah doing very well on Amazon on the side and it sounds like one of those um, adverts you see on the internet where it says oh you know you can make a decent income on the side Um, is it uh, do you think that you guys will ever uh, you know quit your jobs and just do this full time do you think that's a realistic possibility in the near future yeah, that is um, that is something that I would. It's it's almost funny you ask that question because it's part of my motivation for wanting to grow it and push it. Because having one baby now, I love whenever on the weekends um, Omar is at home because it's so much help. Um, I can concentrate more even on the business as well. So it's yeah. something that I would, uh, and I can see the potential now of it getting there. So it just pushes me even more, and it makes me realize that and you know, listening to other people's success stories of how much they've left their jobs and how, how they're doing like double, triple the normal jobs um, that they used to do. Um, it's certainly um, uh, like a, a thing, like a, a potential that you think about. Yeah, and and I, I agree with the Hadra. It's the idea of not having to do a nine to five job. Well, actually it's not nine to five, but more hours, I guess, as you know, as a doctor. But yeah. it sounds like a fantastic idea to me. However, I, I am quite, uh, you know, I have done spent a lot of years getting the degree and, and doing this, what I do. And yeah. so um, it'll be a very difficult decision if we do get to that point. Mm. Um, but um, I would definitely say that thoughts have crossed my mind, perhaps go part-time or I, I don't know. We, we have to see, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a good, I suppose, a good problem to have um, if you're, if you're thinking about these things. Um, I just wanted to talk about, because I mean, I don't really know um, how this whole thing works. So can you just take us through from um, like in, in, I don't know, two to five minutes or something, how exactly this Amazon FBA business model thing works, um, what it is, how it works, and you know how you make money? Okay, sure. Um, and, and Hadra, uh, please uh, uh, button uh, if you want to add anything as I, as I describe it. So... Amazon um, has got different models of selling on it. Um, the model we use is called FBA, which stands for Fulfillment by Amazon. There are other models people use um, in which they uh, buy wholesaler items and sell it on Amazon, or um, they get branded items and sell that um, at a cheaper price. Uh, because sometimes as you go on Amazon, you see many people selling the same item, and that's another business model people follow, and, and people do it uh, do that successfully as well. With our uh, model that we follow, the Amazon FBA model, uh, it involves you creating your own brand and your own product, which you then advertise 
um, and sell on Amazon. Um, and, and essentially, you're the sole manufacturer of that product. Um, and um, essentially, you're building a business um, uh, in which, um, which grows over time with multiple products in them, and you create a real business. Um, and so the, the way the Amazon um, FBA uh, business works is that, first of all, you have to identify a product which is viable. And so just just to butt in there, so uh, so when you say fulfilled by Amazon, does that mean that um, uh, you don't have to do any of the deliveries? Is that is that what, what we're getting at? Yes, exactly. So when you say fulfilled by Amazon, um, the, the whole idea is that you create these branded products that you get produced in a different, you know, whatever in the USA or China. Most people get the items produced in China. Then you ship them over to a, an Amazon warehouse. And from there, Amazon takes care of all the um, processing of payments, uh, delivery, uh, even customer care, uh, customer service. Um, and uh, you just sort of sit back and you advertise the product. You don't have to physically ship the products to the customer or deal with returns of the product. So this is quite an attractive option uh, if you want to work from home because you don't have to actually physically deal with these items. Um, uh, it's just being dealt with. Yeah. in a warehouse and also it's attractive if you don't live in so we are based in amazon um, us so we don't live in the us we live in the uk so is it attractive from doing it from anywhere um in the world as long as you have internet you can carry on with this business yeah. so we literally don't see the product uh, we make the order uh, it's produced uh in china and then it gets shipped over uh to the us to the amazon warehouse and then from there uh, we know the item has checked in and then it starts selling. Um, and so we don't have to physically actually handle the product. Right. Okay. Interesting. And uh, why did you go for the FBA model rather than the wholesale model? Uh, to be honest, we, we, we only actually came across this model first. We actually didn't know other mod models existed. Um, and this was a natural then thing we just followed the course which mm. was focused on i think the fbm um, so the fulfill by merchant model would have been difficult for us because we don't we're not based in the us so for instance if we were doing it in the amazon uk market we could have done fulfill by merchant but that would mean i would have to go daily to the post office and i, I would have to store them in a warehouse somewhere because i don't think my home would be big enough to store you know units and inventory um so it's um, that would be a lot more stressful, hectic. FBA is a lot more um, easier. It's, you don't have to worry about that part of it all. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Uh, I mean, from my experience with Design Mulvey, I know it was, it was a bit of a hassle having to do it, um, having to do the deliveries and go to the post office and all of that stuff. Um, and so, so, all right, so now you guys, you did your course, you... Um, what do you do next? Is it, do you do your research into finding the right product? How does one go about find, finding something? Yeah, sell? the course. So initially, do you know how I was saying the course is very helpful? It's useful. It talks you through. So in the beginning part of it all, it's very, it's especially it's for someone like me that comes from a completely non-business background. It was very helpful because it literally took me by the hand and guided me through. But when it comes to product selection, it gives you a criteria. And then after that, you're on your own. You need to go on to the Amazon market and use tools. 
Um, so you have different tools that help you assess the Amazon data. So like the search, the, the search volume for the product or um, the number of quantities it sells per, per day, per month. And obviously that helps you see the demand of it and the potential of it as a product, how many reviews it has, et cetera. So there's all these search criteria that they teach you to look out for in the course. But right. after it is after that, it's mainly your judgment. Um, and it's up to you if you choose to follow the criteria that the course sets you. Many so so like you look for a product that has um, so if I want to sell, I don't know, I want to sell um, uh, remote controls for TVs, um, and I go on Amazon and there's uh, like. 200 reviews on like the first one um and it's um, yeah like what, how, what am i looking for first of all the even your question when you said that you would if you want to sell remote controls for tv what they advise in the course is don't have a specific item you want to sell because right. it may not be a good item that gives you profit so right. you literally start what they suggest is to go into a certain category, like maybe let's say home and kitchen, um, or let's just say kitchen, because that enough is big enough uh, by itself. So then you literally just, you go into the subcategories and you can, it, this is like, I, I think my product selection process, the way that I like to do it is very old school. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of um, softwares out there that help you do it. But I like to go through Amazon itself bit by bit, page by page, um, and look through. So what you would be looking through um, is you would see, first of all, if it has, and I mean, this is not me setting a criteria now by saying this, but it's just my own personal opinion. And Omar, you add in if you think something else. But I think if it has more than 500, it has for more than 500 reviews, um, it's depends. So if the top three items, the top three bestsellers, have more than 500 reviews, then you've got a slightly, you've got a competitive item. You've got, you're, you're in a competitive market. And right. if this is your first product, I would not recommend it at all because you want to go into a market that only maybe one item, even, even like if, if one item is at 400 and that's the highest, and then the next item is at 300 and then, you know, you know, or maybe two at 300, that's a good market for you to enter into because the reviews aren't as high. Um, and obviously the sales per day, everything you, you count, you have to account for a lot of things, the price, the Amazon fees, how much profit you're making, but reviews are a good way to just like immediately. I, the first thing I look at is reviews because it gives me a good idea. Do, should I even look further or should I just turn right. away and look somewhere else? Because if a, if a product has got thousands of reviews, uh, then immediately you're going to have a tough time competing with that um, brand, essentially. Yeah. 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 They're all being built up and they're established and it will take you too much time, too much money to you know, compete with them. And, and just oh. want to pick up on the point Hadra made uh, about not being wedded to a product. So you ideally shouldn't go searching for a product with your own preconceived um, sort of ideas. You can. So you could have an idea of selling remote controls and when you do your research of the product and you find that actually it sells quite well and there's only a few hundred reviews in terms of competitors selling it, then great, you've hit the jackpot and you, you know, go for it. But that rarely works out and you end up 
um, choosing a product which you probably don't know much about. Um, and uh, But what makes sense is that this product sells uh, a certain volume, uh, perhaps 1,000 to 2,000 um, products every month. Uh, it's got less number of reviews, which Hajar was saying. Uh, and how, how do you track that? How do you track how many it's selling per month? It's, it's, a, it's a software that we use, and there's different softwares that people use. The two that I'm aware of, um, the one, one's called Jungle Scout, and the other one's called Intelligence. Oh, Intelligence Market from uh, Viral Launch. Yeah. And, and there are many of the... Yeah. Many of the and there's um, Helium 10 as well, I think. Yes. Sorry, those again. Jungle, jungle what? Jungle Scout. Um, jungle and Scout. You, you have Viral Launch, uh, which has got the market intelligence tool. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you have other... Uh, you have helium tell helium 10.com yeah. um, right. and you have many other um, things as well um, like cash car pro profit phoenix and there are now many many I, products I out there a, i found a completely free one that's really good okay uh so what you have to do is you have to wake up in the middle of the night and then you have to do the hajjud <laughs> so yeah and and and, and uh, obviously you uh, um this this is a very important point because um you obviously will do all of this research you do your due diligence yeah but really what we found in this business or you know, success to what we did i think was uh uh you know making sincere dua to allah that you you want success in the business and keeping your intentions clear why do you want that to happen and I think this is very crucial. I mean, you, you said it as a joke, or maybe half as a joke, but I think this is a very crucial, crucial point you mentioned. And I think with any business, your intention is very important because if you, let's say, it's all, you lose all your money, it goes haywire and it, you know, it doesn't work out, at least you get the reward mm -hmm. for your intention and you've actually not lost out, you've actually gained, um, yeah. if it, but here, hereafter terms. Yeah, and it's also with Amazon, I think because there's certain hiccups that you encounter um, and some hiccups are way more um, severe than others so whenever they come across I think it really helps me clear my intention um, because the difficulty is where I, you know it, it makes me think why am I re why am I doing this because there's a lot of stress as well um, at the same time as the reward there is the, the difficulty as well so the mm -hmm. the intention and the, the duas really come in then as well just just to um let my audience know because they'll be wondering okay great so these guys clearly know a little bit about amazon um but why should we trust them i mean i i myself own amazon prime so i you know i use amazon quite regularly um so maybe these guys are just blagging so just to give you guys a bit of background uh umair and hajra they've uh they're running a, and they've been involved in a bunch of successful products um and uh some of these have reached to the top of their their area um is that right Hajar and Omer yeah yeah so um we actually um this is um the, the, this venture we're doing together is um, essentially Hydra is running the show with this um but there are there is actually um we also are involved with our other family members in another business venture which is also Amazon FBA selling a completely different product um, and, and, and both of these products um, are a success. So uh, it's important to note that um, although we've got a um, couple of um, successful products which are selling well on Amazon, uh, there were uh, certain products which we launched which were a complete failure. And that is part of this Amazon business model where it's just like any other business, you take risks, 
there's a uh, there's a, a potential of you succeeding, but there's also a potential of you failing. Um, and we're not going to sort of sit here and give you guys a false picture of what this Amazon business is. Uh, many people, in fact, fail um, when they go about um, um, going on this uh, business journey with Amazon. And perhaps you could talk about this later on or uh, perhaps in a different podcast. Um, uh, and there's different reasons as to why people may fail uh, in their why, journey. Why would, we, we, yeah. why would people fail? What are like the, say, two or three big reasons? Um, the first one is um, giving up. Um, because this whole process, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of patience and it doesn't immediately work out. So with my product, um, when I initially first started, it was, it took around, I mean, even just to source it, it took around three to four months. And then to finalize, I had an issue with one of my suppliers and then I had to change to another one. So by this time it's been around, um, you know, four to six months. So half a year just went by, just went by literally like that. And then, and just, sorry, just to just to stop you on that, um, we've not really talked about speaking to people in China. How does that whole thing work? Where do you um, find? It? Yeah. So, um, okay. So I'm just going to take a bit of a. I'm going to just do a bit of a recap because I just want to make sure that the listeners um, they get what we are. Um, so it starts off with the product search. So we mentioned how you know you have softwares to search for your product on Amazon. Yeah. Once you found an a, a potential product that you think is a good. Um, item to sell you then go on alibaba.com on there there's obviously different websites for this as well but i um, alibaba.com is um, i've used that quite a few times and i like it um you type in your product your whatever item um, multiple suppliers come up from all over the world um but i um you know i chose the ones that i am um, liked and with, with good reasonable prices so i would have a good profit margin and those are mainly in china so then you message them all um like initially you message them all about what your company is and how you want to um, launch this market, ask them their prices, their minimal, minimal order quantity, et cetera, et cetera. You get, you get details from them. Can they do private label? And then they will all get back to you. That, that is the first step actually at um, seeing. I use that, that first email, that first message to see what suppliers I like because the quickest the supplier replies, the more inclined I am to them. Um, and I usually have noticed that that's the, the, the supply that I like the best, um, even in terms of their samples, everything just turns out more smoothly because their response time is good. Um, and then from there on, yeah, sorry. So these guys are selling um, stuff on Alibaba. Um, yeah. And, uh, and presumably you can then make that a bit more bespoke to whatever you want, or are you literally yeah. just doing stuff on Alibaba and selling that on? Yes, yeah, so that's what it would do. So you would see what they're selling. Um, so let's say they're selling, um, um, I don't know, a cardboard box and you want to sell a cardboard box as a gift item, like as a gift cardboard box for someone to place other things in, you would then private label it as your company. You would have the design, you would, you would create everything, the color you want it to be, the color that you want the inside to be. Everything is basically you creating your cardboard box, but not physically doing it. You're just doing the supplier exactly how you'd like it to be. Um, and even all this, all these extra things that you will do obviously come into the cost. So your private label of the item comes into your um, cost of your, you know, your item at the end as well. So it's important to consider how far you're willing to go because you could make an item really super um, extravagant 
in its in its appearance, but then it may make you no profit at the end of it. So you have to meet that middle line in making sure that your customers are happy um, and you've you've put in a um, you haven't put in too much money. So then you make no profit as well. Right, I see. And is is this whole um, uh, you know? It sounds like you're going to have to almost try a few um, products and kind of fail at them um, before you get anywhere. Do you think that's fair, or do you think you can succeed from you know the very first ones? You 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 can you can succeed from the very first one. It just it it may take time. So I think just to give people like a bit of a a timeline for me initially for the first year I was making a loss then I slowly started to break even and then I think in Jan in March of 2017 I actually started making profit so if you look at the timeline it was a very it was a very long time that it took to eventually become profitable but that for me that was always because it depends how your vision is on this Amazon business for me it was something that I wanted to do as um something from to keep me busy and something that I wanted to put my time into yeah. um, many people once they have if you have it's, it depends on your situation if you have a lot of finances you can go really big really quickly but I was building this up slowly as with with extra with whatever we were saving to the side that's how I was building this up year by year yeah. so and can I just just to say at this point so this sort of directly sports what Hydro was saying earlier on that lots of people give up and uh, it took Hadra one year to actually uh, be able to um, start to make profit. So you know, last year, March 2018, she started to make the uh, profit. Yeah, 2018, 2018, We're in 2019 now. So, yeah, yeah, sorry. So the other thing, because uh, the point you mentioned about um, that, uh, is it fair to say that if you launch more products, there's more chances of success? Actually, yes. Uh, however, you could very well be successful from the first product if you do your due, due diligence and you pick the right product, you spend time doing your product research. Yeah. Um, some people don't do the product research very well. And once they do find a product, so usually when you find a good product, there may be 20 sellers selling that same product. Okay. So then you're no... The exact same product or it's just like a slightly different one with a different... Uh, uh, so lots of time it's um, three or four different sellers might be saying exactly the same thing. Wow. On the first, you know, and and they're, they're selling because there's good volumes. People are buying uh, for whatever reason. Some of them have got slight variation. Perhaps the color might be different. Right. Um, so, for example, if you're selling uh, a, um, a a spatula, um, and then you know, the, the, someone might have bundled them together. And this is very cru- crucial because this is where lots of people fall. And you know how we were talking about the difficulties why people don't succeed. Yeah. One of it is they don't they give up. The other thing is that they actually don't pick the unique selling point. So. You, Great, you've identified a good product which could sell, but what actually sets your product apart from the from the rest? And yeah. this is this is common sense sort of business stuff, which applies to every single business aspect. How does your product differ from the next uh, uh, you know person who's selling it? So if you find the spatula, what is special about your spatula which sets you apart from the rest? Is it a different material? Is it that you're selling two spatulas together, three spatulas together of different sizes that they could use in different things yeah. and no one else is doing that in the market? This is what will really um, help you get be successful. You could potentially sell the same thing they're selling and if there's lots of volume in that, in, in that product, you might, you might sell, but there, there's a chance that a new seller will come 
and have a, a unique selling point and completely dominate the market. Yeah. So, um, all right. So now you've got a, you've got a product um, and you're kind of trying to find your USP on, uh, on that list, the Amazon fast page list uh, or, you know, however, wherever you are on that list. Um, how do you go about getting your product from, you know, number 100 to number one? Um, so this, there's a lot of um, science which sort of actually goes into this um, and, and the courses actually talk about this. Um, and it's all about, if you think about the Google SEO system where all these people are trying to get to, you know, when you search for um, a product, um, uh, let's say, um, uh, you know, you're searching for a cricket bat um, and um, you search that, you type that into google.com and um, you get a number of uh, different websites which come up selling cricket bats. Now, which one you're going to click on first? You probably want to click on the, the ones on the first page and especially the ones at the top. And so this is the same thing with Amazon. If you put a particular keyword in, cricket bat into amazon.com, if your product comes in the top five products or the top 10, you're most likely to sell. Um, but if your product is on page two, your sales will naturally be much less. Yeah. And, and so um, just like the Google SEO system, which I don't know much about, but I know, you know, there's a lot of things with backlinking and linking to the website and how this, how you rank up with Amazon is a similar, similar process where you need to make sure that your um, keywords, Amazon recognizes that your product is relevant for this keyword. Um, and so it ranks it higher so that you come to the first uh, page. And the best way to do this um, is, um, well, there are a number of best ways of doing this, but one of them is using Amazon uh, advertisement. So you can actually, within the Amazon system, uh, advertise and pay per click. So um, you, you target a particular keyword like cricket bat, and whenever someone types that into Amazon, your product appears on the side or within the listings. And if someone clicks on it, then Amazon realizes actually your product is relevant to this keyword and ranks you higher up. The other way of doing it is uh, people do a giveaway. And there's certain ways of going about it, and I don't want to get too technical. Perhaps we could, again, discuss it in, at some later date. Uh, and there are certain ways of targeting a particular keyword uh, in which you give uh, lots of units away, and that uh, shows Amazon that your product is relevant for this keyword, and that way you eventually come to the first page. And, so, so you, I don't, I, maybe I don't use Amazon enough, but where do you find these giveaways going on? Um, so th these are usually actually um, happening through, there are giveaway websites, but um, these mostly happen on Facebook. Um, and, and sometimes you do get these odd ads which are saying that, you know, product for 99 cents, uh, usually $10. Uh, and, and you can actually get all of these and, and um, you know, they're, they're, they're really dirt cheap, but they're doing that as a, as a launch strategy for their new product. And, and that helps them rank on Amazon as well. I see. Okay. And there are other, other things and I don't want to get too technical here, but, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. The, the whole idea is you want to get onto the first page, onto the top 10 listing, the top five listing. If you're the, if you're the top one, great. You, you will have most, most likely the most sales. Um, do you guys, do you guys yes. invest in like, you know, who does the copywriting for you? Is there like a science to that? What about the, like the pictures and stuff? Is there like a specific way to do that? Do you get that done professionally? Yeah, um, we get our um, we get our um, images done professionally, and Omer um, like the designing and um, the the product um, the the uh, um, the logo and all th those sort of things. 
um, Umer is really good at. So he does himself um, at home um, on what is the Photoshop and illustration. I just got a little bit of experience from, yeah. from previously. So I, yeah. I, uh, I end up doing these sort of small things of making so logos. Yeah, that actually is actually quite helpful, I realized, because it gave me a bit of a head start in not having to put money in to employ someone to do that for me at that stage. Because I can remember even images initially, um, I got them done. I used someone from upwork.com and I got a photographer who did it a bit you know, cheaper for me. When mm. I initially launched, I used those images. And then later on, when I could afford it, I got a better photographer um, okay. who did much better images for me because images, and this is something that I will... Um, how much uh, did that cost? Uh, how much did that... Um, around... Um, so we've used them at different points, but I would say uh, it is a bit expensive. You 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 might be paying uh, perhaps two hundred dollars for three or four uh, photos. Wow. Um, uh, some people uh, they might be used to that. Some people, I mean, for yeah. us this was expensive. Yeah. Um, especially if you know you can go on other websites and get it for much cheaper. But this was. But it's worth it. Yeah. Because now, in retrospect. Um, Images are something because I we, we immediately noticed a, sale, a difference in sales after we we updated our images, um, and, and we yeah and we felt like it held us back because better images make the customer feel like they can imagine the product in their hand. It's like yeah, go on. Yeah, so what I was saying about um, because you asked me about copywriting, um, so what the because when you go on to a product to buy to buy something from Amazon you see images on one side and then you see a product description at the bottom. So in that product description, I mean, before I started selling on Amazon, I used to think that's just someone, you know, has just described their product and that's it. But actually within that product description, so much research goes into it because you have to try to put all the relevant keywords into that description to describe your product. So when people search for those relevant keywords, your product comes up. Right, um, and, you know, that, that's where I used softwares quite heavily to help me. I mean, I was literally thousands of keywords that I was sifting through and trying to see the best. It, it, it was like a, a week of like very extensive keyword research that I did um, for a couple of products, actually. And this, um, what software? Is it the same one? Uh, I used Helium 10. Right, okay. So I actually, um, I bought that and I, I then, it was just for a month. And then I did all my keyword research that I had to do for the products. So you can do it for multiple products at a time. And then right. you can, um, you know, end your subscription and you don't, you don't have to necessarily pay for that software anymore Then you need it. Um, but that is, it's something very important um, to make sure that your certain keywords are in that listing. And this is something else people pay other people to do. And we did that. We had a, so I had created a listing like, with all the keywords, relevant keywords, and then we decided that, okay, let's see if someone, because we realized with better images, it made a difference to our sales. Um, so we thought maybe with a better listing, with a better, we, we may pay someone and they may do better than what we had done. Um, right. but that didn't work out as we had hoped. Um, it didn't um, give us the results. Like my own initial listing was better. Um, and I'm assuming that's because it was my own product. So I made a lot more effort to find the proper yeah. keywords for it. Um, and that's yeah, that's exactly um, how like basically what your listing is made up of. And then you have this section at the bottom which you have to apply for. It's called enhanced brand content, which you can put in more images. So you can have extra images and extra description, so extra space for keywords. You can even have like videos in there. 
Um, and obviously all this helps sell your product um, along. Um, another thing I wanted to add on previously on what Umer's point was when he was saying about um, getting to the first page and doing all these um, campaigns and giveaways, um, there's a fine line you have to draw with this. And this is why we, I was mentioning reviews earlier. You want to find a product that's competitive enough that it has demand and it sells, but not too competitive is that it sells too much and there's too much competition because for you to actually get to the first page, by the time you get there, you will have spent a lot of money and it will take you a lot of time to actually come into profit. So okay, interesting. that's, that's like the, I think that's the game of it all because like a lot of people don't think about the money factor of it. They're like, Oh no, no, you know, we will finally make profit and they like to be quite optimistic, but it is important to factor in how quickly are you going to start making profit? Um, and also your unique selling point, is that costing you too much? Mm. Um, because you can make a very nice product with a nice bundle, but if that's costing you a lot and it's not making you enough profit, it's not making enough sales, it's not worth it. So in yeah. Amazon, you're ready to realize, uh, you know, I didn't do well, I need to change things up. And then you just have to, um, you know, it's right. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that that's probably the third reason why people fail, um, is they don't have their costings right. And they don't realize the cost involved in the F- FBA model um, because it, if, you, if your product is large and heavy, then Amazon charges you a lot of money. Um, and if you don't cost your product well and the FBA, FBA cost, your profit margin will be very small uh, and you won't have much money for advertisement and um, you're basically setting yourself up for failure. Interesting. And so how much do you think you guys actually spend per week um, on on your business um i think when you initially launch you spend a lot more time so um you spend around about um uh maybe about three to four hours per day because you're setting all up you're making sure your giveaways and everything's running smoothly etc etc um but usually to maintain so products that i'm maintaining it's usually half an hour to an hour per day wow Um, okay yeah, but so so times like um, if you're if you're planning on launching a new product, then that's how much time you want to put put into your product research. Yeah. Um, that will change once again, but generally maintaining a product is a lot more less time than yeah. when and, you launch. And new. in fact, even even we even with this, people have employees or virtual assistants um, to do these jobs of answering customer messages and doing little things on, on Amazon on a daily basis. Um, and perhaps if we were to come back to this podcast in a year's time, perhaps we could, uh, we may have an, uh, a VA um, or might be doing it ourselves. We'll see uh, and how, how well the business grows. Um, um, but there's something people do and, and they don't have to spend much time on the business and they can just allocate that, outsource that thing to someone else. Maybe next time we do a podcast with you, you'll send your v- your virtual assistant and then I'll just be talking to a computer or something. Sure, 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 sure. But I think then we'll, we'll, um, we'll because you're a family, we'll, we'll definitely make sure we've got time for you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, fair enough. Um, so I've got, I suppose, uh, two final questions. Um, and that is, um, firstly, um, you know, how much, how much startup money do I need? And do you think this is something that, you know, let's say I start now today um, with, I don't know, something like five, 10,000 um, pounds. And I invest a little bit of that in education, a bit of that in the product itself. Uh, and then just, just get going. 
um, you know, I'll continue my job, but I'm working, like say, two, three hours a day um, on it um, steadily for the next few months. Um, do you think this is this has the potential in the next you know couple of years if I am consistent with that of um, you know making me uh, in a, you know enabling me to quit my job and um, earning something like I don't know six figures uh, as a net profit um, you know in, in, in you know in in that kind of short to medium term time frame or is that too optimistic? No, um, there's there's definitely um, I think there's definitely an opportunity there. Um, I think I would even say five thousand initially as startup is good enough, um, as long as you are working on the side so you can keep on supplementing and adding in as as you make bigger and you know newer orders, um, because the cash flow in this is a bit slow. So sometimes your inventory is on its way and you still haven't got the money back. So it's nice to have money that you can inject in from your existing job that you already have. Um, But if you um, keep on steadily working, it may be that your growth is slow um, because as I said, initially is it sometimes it is the actual, the money that prevents you from launching new products and expanding really quickly. Um, I also think in my experience, it gave me a lot of time to learn and make Mm -hmm. mistakes um, and make smaller mistakes than rather, rather than like bigger mistakes. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than expensive mistakes. So over time you can, so if you keep on working with it and you've done your product research well and everything's, um, it's, it's a product that sells and it, it takes you like around one and a half years, you know, to make it profitable. And then from then on, you keep on going with it and you keep on trying to make it better and you make sure that you stay, you know, you stay on the game and then you use that profit to launch maybe one or two more products. Um, it's something which can definitely very quickly um, actually go on from that. And it, it's even depending on the products that you find and um, the profit margin, you could even be making more profit than that. Um, wow. It's all very subjective to... Are there people yeah. who make millions on Amazon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, so um, but, but uh, I think it's important to know that they, there are not a lot of them. Uh, yeah. There are people who are selling... Um, um, but uh, who are making that profit um, because you have to differentiate between, I guess, sales and the profit. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and in terms of sales, people are definitely doing uh, seven figures and some even doing eight figures. Um, but um, uh, profit-wise, um, usually you can say on Amazon, if you're making uh, a sale, um, on average people, um, and listening to other people, they, they make a, an average profit of 20 to 35% on the product. Um, right. So if they're in seven figure, then you can expect that, you know, they, 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 they would be making a, 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 you know, a decent uh, profit um, on the sale. Interesting. That's really useful to know. Um, and then I suppose my final question is, um, you know, I, this was something that you guys got into three, three years ago or so. Um, and everyone's piling in now. Is it, is the whole thing saturated? Is it even worth my time to bother with it? So um, there are, if you go, if you can join like lots of different Facebook groups uh, on Amazon and uh, you know, got thousands of members in it. And, and if you follow these groups, you, you notice from time to time, someone posts a message about uh, their failure with the Amazon model and how it's saturated and, 
and whatnot. And I think there is a considerable amount of truth to it that it is becoming saturated. Right. Um, but um, there are still many opportunities out there which can be tapped into. And it's about you as a business person, how you can innovate. And in that saturation, come up with a new idea, a unique selling point and dominate the market. So I think that 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 is up to you how you go about doing that. And I think there's still lots of potential, even though it is more and more people are getting on it. Um, many are failing, but also there is a, a, a considerable amount who are succeeding and it will become, it is becoming more competitive, but then it, it's about how you innovate. And it's like any other business. If you right. don't innovate, then you will eventually go out of business. Yeah. Well, Jazakallah khair to both of you. Um, it's been really interesting to talk and I'm sure, I mean, I've, I've learned a lot um, and I'm sure our listeners will really benefit from this. And I think another thing to mention, by the way, is Haja is uh, a niqabi. Um, she wears a niqab and, um, uh, and yet at the same time, she's alhamdulillah running a successful business from her house. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, it, we, we see these aspirational, as I said at the start, ads but it is actually possible, but it requires a lot of hard work. So you guys um, are, a, a, are a shining example of that. And inshallah, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless your business as well. Um, and jazakallah for, for coming on. No, jazakallah yeah, for having us. Yeah, jazakallah for inviting us. And it was really fun sort of talking about this. And I hope yeah. people can benefit from this. Yeah. And, and um, we can always, if there's interest, um, perhaps down the line we can always go into more detail people who want more technical details about this wow so there we have it folks an absolutely amazing interview Jazakallah khair again to Hajra and Umair and if you want to get in touch with um, Hajra and Umair because you've got something to discuss or um, you want to ask them something then feel free to get in touch with us either Mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com or ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com and we'll pass on your queries and facilitate a conversation inshallah and lastly i just want to say jazakallah khair to those people who have been giving us uh ratings it's really really useful um, and helpful in getting our podcast towards the top so if you haven't done that yet or you haven't left us a review please do leave us a review it's really really appreciated jazakallah khair until the next time assalamu alaikum